0: far from others, others. an audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before, the pinnacle of sound experience, jacked and canned, featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler, a place where you will get the information you crave
1: and hear about the topics that you love,
0: presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement bar and the bedroom. Sponsored by No One, Jack and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Roundtable of Jacked and Canned. John, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, doing
1: good, buddy. Not recording it from the car, recording it from the studio, a.k.a. the kitchen slash living room. I don't know what you want to call it. I know before. you've
0: never had a full house
1: to record in. I, You know, that is <laughs> uh, I don't know if that makes me happy or depressed. I don't know what I would do with a full house. Technically, there is the office room, Colbs, but you saw the condition that the office room is in. It's not really ready for podcasting just yet. But- i where I slept yes <laughs> more of a storage room more of a storage room yeah it's got a so, it's got a bed thing in it well it was the futon and the futon is actually out here back in the living room where it should be and i tried to doll it up to make comfortable as comfortable as it could be Colbs, which yeah, I i'm gonna be honest
0: cool. with you i didn't realize that i could ever not enjoy so like i thought i could sleep on anything I might as well have slept on the fucking floor, man. That thing was terrible.
1: <laughs> and I tried. There was memory foam I know <laughs> in a sheet and a couple pillows. It's
0: not your fault. That thing is just not meant to be slept on by anybody that's over the age of 25. It's so funny that you say that because literally before I left for work today, Rose was like,
1: yeah, you know what? I'm thinking about pulling that cover off and the memory foam off the futon. Like it just, eh, you know, so. It's just a regular futon, how it should be. So from now on, I think it's only going to be uh for people sitting on or a place to put some things down on. So that's what that's going to be for.
0: See, Did you know what the was, most disappointing part was is that it, I actually was sleeping comfortably on the couch while sitting upright. And then I moved over there because I just figured, oh, I just woke up. I need to actually go to bed. And then I went over there and I, I didn't sleep the whole fucking night. I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like why didn't I just stay on the couch right where I was? Yeah, and the couch isn't bad.
1: Couches. No, the toilet. couch was
0: fine. I yeah. was using my hand as a pillow. I was good.
1: <laughs> but hey, you know what else is good? Who's on top? You know why it's good, Colts? Because this is probably the quickest "Who's on top?" we're going to do here. I actually NFL, forgot
0: about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can be
1: honest. The NFL. I mean, what the hell do we have to say? Who's on top? Chiefs we and don't Eagles. know. Yeah, we don't know who's going to be on top just yet. We're going to find out this Super Bowl Sunday coming up here February 12th is the Chiefs versus the Eagles. Colbs, we're going to talk a lot about that in the Jack and Can show. Shifting over here to the NHL, we got the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division. We got the Bruins sitting on top at 39-7, 5 OTL and 83 points, followed by the Maple Leaves and Lightning Metropolitan Division. We got the Hurricanes sitting on top, 34-9, 800 otl and 76 points followed by the devils colbs you know i have to mention them and the new york rangers we go over the central division we got the stars sitting on top over there 29 13 10 otl 68 points followed by the jets and wild pacific division oh damn it this makes me sad we got the golden knights back on top over there at 30 18 4 otl and 64 points in the seattle kraken who is at 29, 16, 5 OTL and 63 points. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the only reason why I root for the Seattle Kraken is because I know Coles is a Seattle Seahawks fan. No relation whatsoever. I understand that, but I still feel down to my core that Coles is a Seattle Kraken fan. That's why I always have to mention him.
0: You know, something that I do find kind of funny as you've been doing these who's on tops here and mentioning in the NHL the Winnipeg Jets, the Minnesota Wild, the Seattle Kraken, the Vegas Golden Knights, those are all teams that weren't around when we were kids. And lo- look at the success that all these teams are having as they've uh, just abundantly become the top of the NHL. That is a good point. Yeah, I didn't even, even think about it that way either. So all these new expansion teams, they're
1: having success. We'll see if there's going to be new expansion teams going into the NBA and NFL. I doubt it, but we'll see. Talking about the NBA colves, Eastern Conference who's on top over there. We got the Boston Celtics 38-16, followed by the Bucks, 76ers, 76ers, Nets, the Heat, the Knicks, the Hawks. All right, then we go over to the Western Conference. We got the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Clippers, Suns, Mavs, Warriors, Pelicans. And just an honorable shout out real quick. I saw a heartbreaking loss like last night. I think they lost by like three points. Coles, maybe be able to tell us. I saw LeBron broke the scoring record, which I'm sure we're going to talk all about as well. But the Lakers are sitting at 25 and 35 and five last 10 games. Coles, let's talk a little NBA. So I I see LBJ. I saw what he did. I see some headlines of Kyrie. He's no longer over there with the Nets. What the hell's going on with the Nets? Is Durant going to stay? Is Kyrie going to win the championship with the Mavs? I mean, I got so many questions for you, like – I, yeah. 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 I, trust me. NBA. Well, this
0: the tomorrow uh, four o'clock is going to be the trade deadline for the NBA. So any moves that will be made will be made by between now and tomorrow. That's why Kyrie was just dealt as he was. He had come to the team and we're going to talk more about them in a little bit. I'm not talking about them first. We're going to talk about LeBron, but any moves that will be made going forward for the rest of this year are going to happen between now and 4 p.m. tomorrow. So We'll, we'll look to see what goes on there. And I've got some news and notes from some of the things that are being looked at currently are really just one thing and one potential thing. um. But as far as last night goes, right? So obviously, you know, this and anybody that's ever listened to me for an elongated period of time knows that I'm a huge LeBron fan. So I sat down last night and I knew I wanted to watch the game just in case had the Lakers jersey on was ready to go. And, uh, I really thought it was going to be Thursday at Milwaukee that it was going to happen. I thought he'd probably get like, you know, 28, 32, something like that tonight. Not quite get there. But then, John, there were all the lead ins. So he shows up and LeBron says a lot without saying things, but you can always tell by demeanors that he has or uh, whatever he's wearing, things of that nature. Right. So LeBron shows up all black suit. When LeBron shows up in an all-black suit, that means he's ready for business. That's his business suit. So he came there ready to do business. Now, you see him on the floor doing warm-ups. Wait a minute. This man brought out the headband for the night. Now, LeBron breaks out the headband when he wants to go takeover mode. A lot of people say that it's young LeBron because he made a joke about that a couple of years back when he put on the headband for a game. He, He said, oh, I'm doing young LeBron But I remember a time when he was not his first stint in Cleveland, but a second stint in Cleveland. And he said that he stopped wearing the headband because it it made him stand out when he wore the headband. It made him look like he was special, like he was something beyond the other players. And he just wanted to be a team guy. And then one day he put on the headband and that returned to Cleveland and said, well, some nights I got to just be a superstar. And when he broke out the headband, that's what that brought me out to. I was like, oh, shit, this man's looking to score it tonight. And he had his special uh, special set of beats on, right? And across yep. the top of the headphones, the number three, uh, 38,388, which was the number that he needed to get to. So he hadn't worn those any of the nights leading up to this. This was just last night. So I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's doing it tonight. He's putting on a show. And I mean, it was a slow start, took a little bit to get him uh, to get him really anything. He started the game with a missed shot, a turnover, and he had a steal. But that was uh, that was about it for the first five minutes. They get him in uh, in the corner, knocks down a three, gets a gets him started up a little bit, gets, uh, gets a couple of van ones in there. So he he ended the first quarter with eight points, puts up 12 in the second in what was a beautiful back to back three point play thing. So. One of these, he kind of comes up as almost like a trailer. You see this happen a lot in the NBA now where some you get like a guard that's like behind the play and then runs out the three-point line. Defense hasn't been covering him because he was just out of the play. It was at half court a minute ago. So they just run up to the line. Ball gets kicked over. In this case, LeBron catches, shoots, it's in. Then he gets the, uh, the rebound on the other end and says, fuck it, it's mine. Sprints up the court, stops at the three-point line and just, puts it right in again i thought he was gonna get it before fucking halftime at that point i was like oh <laughs> shit <laughs> but that um, would have
1: been insane if he did then what do you do if you're if you're him do you just sit out the second half
0: and just be like okay i did it oh no 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 but um uh it's well yeah we'll we'll get into some of that too actually <laughs> so i mean we we get into the third quarter he he gets to to make the shot that does it beautiful little post fade that he is Really, since 2012, made a huge part of his game, and he's only gotten better and better at that shot. So it wasn't surprising that that was the shot that he ends up getting in there with. I right. got to, uh, you got to see his two sons, Bryce and Bronny, sitting there right behind the the basket that it was made in. They stand up, they they come out onto the court celebrating their dad's achievement as LeBron's running out to to center court to kind of celebrate for himself. Beautiful moment. I, I love what they did. They they stopped the whole game, which we kind of knew they were going to do. Kareem was in the audience, so they brought Kareem out there. Kareem said some words and handed LeBron a basketball. I'm sure it's probably got a signature or something on it. You know, it's it's something to commemorate what's gone on there. The uh, NBA commissioner Adam Silver was there. He said some words. They gave LeBron the mic for a little bit and of course he's in the middle of playing a fucking basketball game so he's kind of in the heat of the moment And even though he was emotional and understood what was going on you still shouldn't give a player a microphone in the middle of a game so Mm -hmm. on nationally televised basketball lebron does drop a fuck word in there and (laughs) that's just what's gonna happen
1: you know people need to hear it eventually it's gonna happen
0: (laughs) so uh Uh, It it was a lot of fun. It was really cool to see. And obviously for me, I mean, I was celebrating hard. I actually ended up drinking some real beers last night. I was so excited. I had a whole five of them. So I got, you know, totally trashed. And uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's weird for you to say. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't. (laughs) That part was a joke. Okay, was, well, well, I, I know that trash. you've been having the N.A., so I don't know. If, if you uh, it, I mean, it now. definitely
0: affects yeah. me more than it used to, but no, I was okay. not trashed.
1: All right. No, but um, I, I didn't know. You tricked me, too.
0: No, it, it was perfect. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I got to have uh, an awesome moment. I couldn't stop smiling, laughing. It was just awesome, man. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, a little bit later in the game, LeBron actually slips on a spot on the floor that was a little bit wet, as can happen in some games. You get some sweat dripping onto the ground and player slips in it. LeBron did actually end up slipping and it kind of, it, it messed up his foot that he's been struggling with a little bit over the last month or so. So yeah. he ended up only actually putting up another bucket and then late in the game, he ended up leaving. He didn't play for the last maybe six minutes or so. And because uh, he, he broke the record pretty much right at the end of the third quarter, he got a little bit of a rest, came back out there, gave it a go. You can tell he just wasn't quite right. He, he was very slow for for the rest of the game, and he wasn't really getting either back or forward. He wasn't playing with the same intensity. And granted, I know a lot of it was because he was there to get the record, and that was really what his mindset was for the night. But I also know that he wanted to get the win. They lost by three, John, but that game was over a, a little ways beforehand. They damn near battled back and made something out of it. But that they hit a three at the buzzer to make that a three-point game. It was six before that. So well, not at the buzzer. They sank it with like one and a half seconds left. Oh, they they weren't. Yeah, they were out of that one. The thing that sucked is while LeBron was getting a rest, the team came out and tied the game at 106 and then immediately gave up seven points like they oh, had battled on. back from 14 down to tie the game at 106 and then immediately like I'm talking less than a minute, 10 seconds. They were already down by seven again. It's like you guys got to be shitting me. Um. So. Yeah, I mean the the team all in all, it's 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 just not it's just not good enough. I mean, they, I'm not going to be shocked if this team still got into the playoffs because the West is so bunched up. There's still only like five games out of the four seed. Like it's crazy how close the entire West is right now. What do they need? Like what's going to be that last move? Because shooters they made a couple of moves defense. right there. Like the shooters and defense, they don't have either. They don't have they don't have anybody that's a very consistent shooter. They've got, um, I mean, Dennis Schroeder's a, a pretty solid shooter. Lonnie Walker's a decent shooter. And Rui Hachamara, who they just added a couple weeks ago, pretty good shooter. But none of these guys are like total knockdown guys by any means. Okay. Rui might be as time goes along. I, I can't tell. He doesn't take enough shots to really be but he um he proves to be somebody that can spot up and give you a three here and there but i mean they they sink i think the least amount of threes out of anybody in the nba or maybe second least they they don't uh they don't put up a lot of threes in an era where now the three point shot is everything i think lebron makes the most of them on the team by a pretty wide margin and part of that's that he takes more of them he's not the best three point shooter on the team but it, it's just not great as far as that goes on offense because when you're trying to always come back with twos you, you can only do so much when a team can just knock down threes against you and then defensively i mean last night you can look at the shooting numbers and say that okc just shot the ball really well and they did but they were all open like they there was no shock and test on any of the threes that they were taking so every time that you see this guy um mike muscala out there who it rides the bench on every team he's ever played for and pretty much never even gets into a game. He comes out there and he's got two threes in the first quarter. Well, it's because he was open. Any of these guys can hit threes. They all play in the NBA. Everybody except for the Lakers can hit threes. So (laughs) that's the problem. They don't defend and they don't shoot threes very well. So they're basically playing 1996 basketball in 2023. It's not working. So I have to ask this.
1: Now with, not to change the conversation, but now with Kyrie gone, do you see Kevin Durant possibly getting traded to the Lakers to try to help them out? Is there a slim chance
0: that that actually happens? Or So what do you think? So here's what's up, John. So we're we're getting away from LeBron and the point totals at this point. I know. We're now, we're first going to dive into the Kyrie and the Mavs thing, because I know you would ask me that, and that's obviously the next leading topic right now in the NBA. So. I'm gonna pretty much echo the same thing you're gonna hear almost anywhere else. Okay. The fit is not good. Um the, this is obviously two marquee names. He's I don't too watch great. that
1: that's why. So no, I it's I okay. Heard, oh, I, I can explain it to
0: you. When I first
1: heard it, I'm like Luca and Kyrie, that's a championship. It's done. The match. Yeah, got it's it. Not. It's sealed.
0: It's they'll, done. they'll I mean, honestly, they probably have a better chance of coming out of the West now. Um they but so does like 12 teams, because honestly, I I don't think there's really a great team in the West. But when you look at the way that especially Luca plays, Luca doesn't I mean, he gets assists, but it's because he's triple teamed at times. So, of course, there's an open guy to throw the ball to, and it's smarter to do that than take a shot with three dudes draped on you. There is nobody in the league that needs the ball more than Luka Doncic. Okay, so what's that leave Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving's not a guy that just stands at the three point line and says, oh, I'm open. Hit me and I'll shoot real quick. That's not his game. Kyrie Irving takes the ball. He dribbles around. He makes people he he makes people bite on a move and he gets to the rim. He's a finisher with the ball. He's he's actually probably the best small finisher that I've ever seen in basketball. He's a phenomenal talent, phenomenal player, but he and Luca don't fit together at all like their their games are all about them with the ball in their hand so i don't i don't think that this works very well and also luca has not been very perceptive to having other stars around him for a while he okay. had Porzingis and pretty much that. chased him out of uh, pretty much had dallas get rid. he's like i can't do this get rid of this dude he wants the ball too much and porzingis right. doesn't want the ball as much as Kyrie. so I mean, I think this is probably just a rest of the year play anyway. I think Kyrie is going to go wherever he feels like going next year. I don't think it'll be re-upping with Dallas. And uh, the the Nets specifically traded him there because Kyrie wanted to go to the Lakers. And they said, we don't want you to get what you want. So oh. they shipped him to Dallas. Do you think he and, would have been a
1: good fit, though? That's my question for you. Do you think that would have made the difference? Because LeBron already played with him. So. It
0: would have made a difference um, because Kyrie can shoot. He is a shooter. He is one of the two things that the Lakers need, and he can do it at a high level. He can also create his own offense, which that's something that really only LeBron and AD can do on that team currently. So, yeah, I mean, it would have helped. But, that, I mean, that's not the only reason that he didn't get traded there because also... The, the Nets were looking to get back as much as they could for Kyrie. True. The Lakers have a first-round draft pick for 2027. Oh they have God. a first-round draft pick for 2029. Oh they God. have nothing else for draft picks. That That's it. Or, well, for first-rounders, anyway. They don't have a 2024, 20, 25, 26, or 28. That's all they got is 27 and 29. Oh, my so, God. They're done. After this year, they're going to be done the right the
1: next two years.
0: So... <laughs> They, they don't have any close standing first round draft picks to send. And when you're looking at the players that would be involved, well, we the, the Lakers just wanted to give up Westbrook. And back in the summer, it almost worked because nobody wanted Kyrie. There were literally no teams that wanted him except the Lakers. This time around, well, Kyrie's played pretty well this year. He's averaged 27 points a yeah. game. He yeah. He hadn't done anything to make a mess once the season started. He had just been playing basketball, and teams now were interested. So there there were evidently like maybe six teams or so that were calling in about Kyrie this time. And when it was put together, they were able to get a package for Spencer Dinwiddie, who is a pretty competent starting point guard, and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's kind of a gritty – Defensive player. He's, he's not not really going to light up the uh the box score, but a good player to have. So I I think that that's in attempts to keep KD happy, and that's what moves us to the KDPs. So again, if KD was going to be moved this year, it has to happen in the next twenty two hours. Now I know Phoenix is. Absolutely revving to get them because they were, su- I mean, that was KD's number one destination place in the offseason when he requested a trade. He said it was Phoenix, Miami. Actually, I think that was the only two teams he gave was Phoenix and Miami. And Phoenix was like, pick me, pick me. We'll give you a bunch of shit. And uh, it, it just wasn't enough to acquire KD then. I don't know if now with Kyrie gone, if that changes the Nets plan, if I I would assume that they're in talks with KD asking him, hey, look, without Kyrie here, what do you think? Because if you if you want out, we'd rather trade you, you know, at your highest value point so we can get the most for you. I assume those conversations have been had. I don't know if there's any shopping, although I know it's not expected for the Nets to be taking any calls on KD. That doesn't necessarily mean that it can't happen. Um, now, as far as him being traded to the Lakers specifically, because I heard you ask that. Yeah. I mean, the only piece that the Lakers could give up to acquire KD would be Anthony Davis. And, I mean, that's only if nobody else would offer something better than Anthony Davis. I mean, I, I guess, in theory. Would that help?
1: Would that boost it? I don't even know.
0: Uh, would Yeah, KD would help. KD would absolutely help. He's he's a defensive presence. He's not a great defender, but he's a defensive presence just because he's so lengthy. And he is a phenomenal shooter, one of the best all time, who can also get his own shot, probably more so than anybody else in the NBA, considering that he's seven foot tall and has the just most gentle touch with, with his shot. I mean, everything he takes just goes in. So, yeah, KD would be a huge help, and it would also make a dream of mine from 10 years ago come true to see LeBron and KD play together, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think KD wants to be a Laker. I don't think KD wants to play with LeBron. KD loves LeBron. I don't think KD wants to play with LeBron because he's always viewed LeBron as his kind of arch nemesis, if you will, in the NBA. Yeah. Right. He doesn't want to join up with him. He wants to do whatever he can to beat him.
1: Win together anyways.
0: Well, cares? I mean, as they get older, maybe. Um, but I I don't see that happening. I don't think that's anything that could happen. Well, I'm not going to say can't happen, but I, I don't foresee that as a potential landing spot for KD. I would think more so along the lines of Phoenix, Boston, Miami, uh, maybe even like a Memphis. I, I could see there. there's going to be teams that feel like in a crowded NBA where there's not a clear winner right now. Because Boston's kind of come back to the pack. They still look like the best team, but not by the wide margin that they did early in the year. Uh, even Boston right now, I wouldn't be shocked if they say, here, take Jalen Brown. He's yours. Give us KD. And Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and then you'd have KD and Jason Tatum, and that's that's a championship team right there, regardless of the other pieces. And they have the other pieces to go with it. So I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he is dealt somewhere, but I do not think it would be for the Lakers. However... There is something that's brewing in uh the Lakers the Lakers pocket here that I like. What is that? Uh evidently rumored three-way trade. Uh oh boy. Russell Westbrook would be going to the Utah Jazz, which makes me happy. They're apparently looking to take on his contract and immediately buy it out so Russell Westbrook would just become a free agent. What? That makes no sense. Okay, continue. Now I'm curious. The Minnesota Timberwolves would get D'Angelo Russell. Or, uh, my mistake. They would get Michael Conley, who is a veteran point guard, played with the Memphis Grizzlies back in yep. oh god the, the early 2010s. Let uh kind of kind of was uh, well, he was the guard presence there. It was him, and then the two big guys with Zebo and Marcus All. I liked him. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. He's still kicking around. So he in this scenario would be going to Minnesota, and Minnesota would be shipping D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers. Now what this would offer for the Lakers a, it is kind of funny because the Lakers originally drafted D'Angelo Russell. Um, <laughs> and then they traded him away also because they traded away fucking everything. So they actually traded him away before LeBron got there. He was traded away before they drafted Lonzo ball. That was kind of the thing there. So D'Angelo Russell, he can shoot. I like it. Not a great defender necessarily, but he has a pretty good shot. Averages about 20 points a night. I would take that in a heartbeat. And it also sheds Russell Westbrook from the team, which God, we fucking need to do. I like there are still some highlight plays from him that are phenomenal. They, There really are. He's got yeah. this motor that nobody else has. Yeah. And then shit like last night where he had two outlet passes to open guys that had nothing in front of him all the way to the rim. And both times fully missed the player, the one player on the court that you had, like, open-ass pass, John, me to, to the wall in front of me, and he threw it that way. And it's like, okay. what the fuck was that? And he had a couple where he's driving to the rim, but he's driving so hard that his layup just launches off the backboard out to the three-point oh, no. line. It's like, dude, oh, what no. the fuck?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> it, it, oh, it's so annoying.
0: And then he... Real,
1: real quick, for, for the... Non-hardcore NBA fan, and I'm sure some people listening can relate to this as well. Russell Westbrook, we know him from those crazy highlights, from those off things. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, he's so good. So when you break it down with <laughs> a couple of these things,
0: I'm literally like, oh, no. So
1: like, I didn't know that. That was. Oh, no, thing. it's terrible. And then on of the top
0: game. of it, he doesn't have the power to finish anymore, but he ends up still getting fouled a lot, which sucks because he shoots free throws at like a 66% clip.
1: Oh, I didn't know that either. All oh, right.
0: it's oh. it's just garbage, man. I want him off this team. I would take like, honestly, if we could trade him and just get a draft pick, I'd be fine with it just because I don't want to see him in a Laker uniform anymore. But it's yeah. D'Angelo Russell would be a huge plus. And also at that point, then D'Angelo Russell would be the starting point guard. Dennis Schroeder could move to the two spot and, and Patrick Beverly could be coming off the bench now. Another piece that I do want to mention as far as the potential speculation, John, I don't know if you actually got to watch any of the game last night, but I, did yeah, I didn't think so. It's okay. I figured because you texted you, you me. You want to know morning.
1: what I watched? Lord of the Rings. There you go.
0: Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so was I. It was LeBron.
1: So so kind of kind of similar, right? Like Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah. I mean- yeah. The, and then the physical Lord of Rings. Yes. Yes chasing the ring
1: chasing the championship i'm just saying that's right so john
0: (laughs) since you didn't watch the game last (laughs) night let me enlighten you on something else as we (laughs) as we talk about anthony davis anthony davis was very unhappy last night the entire experience now anthony davis loves lebron yeah so what's the deal nobody knows could it be that maybe he's gotten some news that he's being shopped around looking to see who he could be traded for trade deadlines coming up in 21 and a half hours. AD was really unhappy last night. He didn't even stand up when LeBron hit the shot to to get the record. He didn't go and say, hi, congrats, nothing post game interview. He just sat there and they were asking him questions. He's like, well, yeah, LeBron's great. That was about it. Didn't give anything. Didn't look happy. Actually would go as far as to say he looked miserable. I don't know. Maybe something shitty happened in his personal life, and hopefully that's not the case. I I really hope not because I have loved my time with AD. But if we're trading him and we're bringing in a slew of guys that can just shoot the ball and play defense, I'd be down for it. I would totally train Anthony Davis if we can get like five dudes that just shoot and play defense. I don't care if any of them are even stars. Just five dudes that shoot and play defense. I'd do it. All right that's an interesting one right there and I guess uh, the we'll other see. big piece of this John is now getting rid of this Russell Westbrook contract that means the you know offseason comes granted we uh, a that trade hasn't taken place yet and b even if it doesn't his uh, Russell Westbrooks contract ends at the end of this year one way or another the Lakers are going to have cap space next year so they'll be able to make some type of move and that that bodes well for for their future, at least in the free agency market. Obviously, they're not going to be able to do anything through the draft. But one thing I would say is that not a lot of teams do. Memphis has done it well. OKC has done it well. Boston typically does it well. Miami does it very well. Yeah. I mean, Golden State, I guess yeah, you could say they've done it very well. There's not a lot of teams that draft well. And there's typically in an NBA draft only about maybe five to ten players that even that even become impact players. You get a bunch of guys that are in the league for a few years and maybe there's a little bit of oh you can do this pretty good. And then a couple of years later he's a eighth man in the rotation and then a couple of years after that, okay yeah, no your shit's no good anymore. we don't want you. <laughs> so I honestly I don't think it's too concerning that they don't have the draft picks, but I am curious why ad was in such a bad mood last night. And maybe he heard some news, like he said. Maybe he knows it's yeah. actually gonna happen. Like they told him, this is what's happening. Oh like, man, maybe we're trading him to Indiana and just taking their entire starting lineup. I would <laughs> love that. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. I would take the entire Indiana starting lineup. Give me all of them. Like they—they're not a great team, but they all do the two things that the Lakers need. <laughs> just give me, give me that. Give me Toronto. Well, Toronto's got a couple of guys that they wouldn't part ways with. Or they would, but the asking price. Actually, no shit. If it's AD, no, nah, they'd probably give us hand Obi and Siakam for that. Yeah, g- you know what? Fuck it. Give me the Toronto starting lineup. I'll take that too.
1: <sighs> so I bet you're
0: going to be watching this trade clock like none other. Um, deadline. I mean, I've got a lot of shit set up on my phone. It, I mean, it has done nonstop alerting me. I've watched more angles of LeBron's shot that got the record last <laughs> night than anything else in this world. I got to see it from Bronny's phone. I got to see it from the cameraman behind Bronny. The cameras—they see- don't even <laughs> exist.
1: Colb's is zooming in and he's making his own angle. And he's, <laughs> I'm doing proto- a 360 spin it. on this and thing. He's, yeah, he's spinning it and turning it. And oh,
0: then- I- Wearing a shirt this morning. I they, they got me on that. I was like, Yeah, I'll get myself a, a little commemorative t shirt for this too. Fuck it. I'm debating on getting the eighty dollar frame picture.
1: That is awesome.
0: Yep, it's 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 a hell of a time. All right, John, we're ready to get out of here because we are going to talk Super Bowl on the Jack and Can Show this week. For anybody that's tuned into the roundtable thinking that you were getting Super Bowl coverage, I promise you are. You will just find it on the Jack and Can Show this week. There will be a lot less nonsense on the Jack and Can Show this week. It is going to be all about the Super Bowl. We are ready to let this thing. Re-